We've mentioned the impressive Donegal map by Collie Farrell before and Trish recently spotted it while she was out and about. Yes, I was in my local, the stores bar Port Salon and Maraid who runs it had purchased one of the new Donegal maps for the bar. Amazing, I can't wait to see it. The stores is a gorgeous spot. Collie designed the intricate map of all his favourite Donegal spots from scenery to pubs, restaurants and iconic landmarks. It's easy knowing Collie is a designer by trade. The talent clearly shows as the map is stunning to look at. A real modern version of classic county maps. And at Donegal Map is a great Instagram account to follow. Whether you're from here or keen to visit or love pints. So it's available in three foot by three foot in aluminium or foam X. So it's light, simple to hang, no need for framing and can be delivered within Ireland. You can contact Collie on Instagram directly to inquire about a Donegal map for your home or business premises. Hello and welcome to episode 33 of No Other Crack Pod. Hello there. Um, oh, quickly I'll do one tiny fact check. Oh. So, is it Podrick Harrington, you call him? His yeah. range first came to Dunn's stores in 2014. Podrick or Porrick? Is it Porrick or Podrick? Par- I would say, I would say Porrick. Porrick, right, well. I never knew he'd arranged in Dunn's. Yeah, and it's been there since 2014. So, now we know. Very eye-catching, is it? Well, I mean... Very like golf dad, chic. <laughs> it's a look. <laughs> it's a vibe. So TV Guide, I had mentioned last week about the murder murders. Mm-hmm. Remember it was coming out on the 22nd. Mm-hmm. So as soon as it came out, I binged it. All of it? It's only three episodes. Oh, like. yeah. But it's still quite the binge for me. So good. Oh, is it? Yeah. Now... I know I usually say this, but I don't want to give away much because when I watched it at the start, it says five bodies in six years, all associated to this one family. Mm. But there's actually a trial going on at the minute that involves this family as well. Jeez. Yeah. So it's kind of this is very on trend at the minute on Netflix because the trial mm. is ongoing. There's actually a podcast about the trial. Mm hmm. If you're into true crime, just watch the murder, mu- the, mur- the, the murder, <laughs> the murder murders. So murder is M-U-R-D-A-U-G-H, mm-hmm. a Southern scandal on Netflix. And then the podcast, which I'm told isn't great because oh. it's kind of over and back and it's very wordy, but that's called murder, 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 murders podcast. Mm. But like there is so much information at the minute. About this trial, mm-hmm. but I was watching it and I was mind blown because you know there's sometimes you watch like documentaries, and they're showing up lots of different people chatting, but they might say the first time the show person it could be like John's sister-in-law, mm-hmm. and they might say their name John's sister-in-law underneath it, but then they stop showing that. So the more people they show, you kind of get confused. Oh, right, okay. So they don't keep identifying No, they do. Oh, That's they what I was going to say. I'm commending yes. them. Because okay. it's very easy to follow because you're able to keep up with oh, who's yeah, who. Oh, I love that. Yeah. 
they make it very, very clear. Mm-hmm. So the first episode is about a tragedy that happens and then it kind of focuses in on the one tragedy and then the second and third episode is just shit hitting the fan mm. and a load of crazy stuff. Oh, yeah, that'll be good. But each of the episodes, I think the first episode was like 40 minutes. They're between 40 and 50 minutes. Mm, per episode, that's not bad. Yeah, but I would highly recommend. Mm, the Murders on Netflix. Yeah, it's on Netflix. And then the other thing I started watching, I'm kind of like late to the party with Clarkson's Farm. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well... There's only, is there two seasons of it now? There's two seasons, but I just started on season one. Yeah, we watched the first one way back. Did you? So Mm -hmm. the second season, yeah, is out now. Mm, I was wondering why people were talking about it again recently. That must be why. Yeah. But the guy, Caleb, that's in it. Yeah, he's a legend, doesn't he? He's unreal. Mm -hmm. But I never realized, so basically Jeremy Clarkson bought a farm. Over in the Cots, Cotswolds, mm-hmm. is it? But it's a huge farm and he starts farming it. But this Caleb guy, I think he's only like 20 or 21 when they start filming. Yeah. But he's, he's, he's some hilarious operator. like. Huh? He's some operator. Yeah, he is some operator. So he's great chemistry with Jeremy Clarkson though. Yeah, because he's so laid back and he knows what he's at. And mm-hmm. he's like sharp enough with Clarkson as yeah. well. Yeah. And he doesn't, and then like, you know, Clarkson thinks he knows everything about machinery, but he knows nothing about farming. Yeah. It is just hilarious. It's such a good recipe and for a show. the guy then, is it Jared you call him? I can't remember. The guy that you can't understand what he's saying at all. I don't remember him. Don't Do you think? not? He's like a mullet. He's very unforgettable. Uh, I don't Clarkson's know. farm. I think it was Jared you call him. Hold on, I'll get up a quick picture and you'll remember him. It is Jared, is it? Well, that's a very yeah, good show. I don't know why. <laughs> I've like blanked him out of my memory, the mullet guy. He's a guy with a mullet and he, like, you can't understand what he's saying. Mm. And what does he do or what's his Just connection comes on to and the mumbles farm? and he builds stone walls. Oh, right, okay. No, not ringing any no, bells? No, no. Oh, Murray. I don't know. He's like one of my favourite people on it. Mm. <laughs> A terrible short-term memory. <laughs> um, so yeah, I've only started watching season one. It's 100% on Rotten Tomatoes, actually. Mm. But I wanted to pick up tips because I'm apparently going to be learning how to lamb sheep. Oh, great. So I, <laughs> Did I you learn up, anything? I picked up zero tips so far. Mm. <laughs> but you're being entertained anyway. Yes. Well, that's, that's key. So, and I actually, I like Clarkson in it. And I mm. didn't really like Jeremy Clarkson. No, I I always did like him from Top Gear, and then I, you know, like he's so controversial. That whole horrible stuff with Meghan Markle yeah. put me off him quite a bit. But but then it's so funny because I don't know. You remember this scene in the first season of Clarkson's Farm mm. where he buys like seventy sheep, and three of them they can't produce milk, so he's to bring oh, them yeah. to an abattoir. But like he goes in and he's signing the papers. He's like, oh, I'll get into America handier, and he comes out and he's like, I'm just gonna say bye to them. Mm. And then they're gone. Mm, yeah, I know we got quite attached. But did he? Mm. It, it, like it is so scripted. It's like Top Gear. Yeah. But 
It's entertaining. Has, he has great charisma for oh, TV. Oh, he does. He just yeah. does. Yeah. Like, you know, no we'll matter what his that. personal life is, he is really funny. And he's going out with an Irish girl. Yeah, she seemed very sound. Lisa Hogan. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, she was very, quite nice and put him in his place a good bit as well. Yes, yeah. It looks unreal though, like where they're living now. Yeah. Yeah, that part of the UK looks stunning. It's like yeah. idyllic. Yeah. Kind of like a fancier Emmerdale. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so that was all the real watching that I done. But you need to you need to watch Murder Murders. Mm. Will Holy you? Darn, maybe this weekend. We'll see if we get a chance. We've not been getting a chance lately to watch anything. But we will. So we watched, well, the only thing I've watched is one movie since. Um, was it a good one? It was very good, yeah. So it was called Emily the Criminal. Oh, I never heard of it. Um, it came out last year. And it has Aubrey Plaza in it. Yes. And it gets okay. 94% on Rotten Tomatoes. Decent. Yeah. Um, the only downside of this is that we had to buy it. Um... So it was like 12 euro on like Google Movies or one of those. And that seems to be the only way you can watch it at the moment is to That's stream dear, it. Like. And, yeah. And I really wanted to see it. So we were like, oh, feck it. We could spend 12 euro on worse. So we just bought it. Uh, but it's really good. Like it's just kind of, it's, you wouldn't, it's called a thriller or it's like referred to as a thriller, but I wouldn't say it's overly thrilling. It's just kind of like a dark enough indie-ish movie about a girl or a young woman and she's trying to she has she's really artistic and she wants to be a graphic designer but she can't seem to get in with any companies in America because she has like a driving under the influence conviction and some kind of like an aggravated assault from years ago so it feels like she had maybe like um, a rough and ready 20s or something and now she's in her 30s and she's trying to knuckle down but She's all the student debt as well, and she just can't get like a leg in the door anywhere. So she leans towards doing some slightly criminal things to pay off her student debt. Um, and then you kind of she gets deeper and deeper into that side of things, and yes, yeah, very good. Okay, I just yeah, you nearly begrudge buying things. <laughs> I know that's the only but then, thing. Like, can you go to the cinema to see it? I can't remember the last time I was See, like when I looked it up, it said it came out in 2022. So I'd assume that it's not in the cinema anymore. No. It um, seems to be just playing a lot of old films at the cinema now. Yeah, like Titanic and everything. Why? Mm, <laughs> Why are know. they doing this? I know. So, uh, yeah, no, it's good. Like I'd say if you felt inclined to purchase a movie someday, I would say it's probably worth it. But it depends on your value of you know whether you would pay it a rent like usually mm-hmm. about four euro would be my threshold but we were just feeling a bit <laughs> extravagant <laughs> well darn for dar- i was already paid for it thanks darn for that wee, <laughs> wee movie it was it was great and darren liked it too didn't you it was good yeah was good it worth 12 euro darren gives it seven out of ten but was it worth the 12 euro i'd give it eight it was worth 12 euro. Yeah, Darren said it was worth... Because it was like... It was a really decent movie compared to a lot of things that we've watched lately. And then my other... I didn't watch anything else at all. Well, we watched The Last of Us as the most recent oh, episode yeah. of that too, Sorry. which was great. 
Mm. Very good. Really good. We're just going to continue to say every week, very good. Yeah. Really you know, good. How many episodes are there? Though? I don't think there are that many more. Bella Boy. Ramsey's amazing. Yeah, she's class on it. And Pedro Pascal is just mm. hashtag daddy. <laughs> that's the, that's the, I'm, not, I'm not saying that's my personal opinion. I'm saying that that's the internet's opinion. Know, that's what he's been done. Darren's <laughs> <laughs> just like, what? Um, yeah, there's nine episodes. But that's what he's. What does he say? What's the thing he says? Daddy is a. Oh, it'll come to me. A quote about him. Yeah. Have you not seen all this? Maybe I'm, again, maybe I'm and just I being targeted. And I am seeing loads of memes about him, but yeah. So my, oh yeah, then I read something in the media this week about one of my favorite shows, Succession. So, okay. oh, oh, did you want to go, go uh, back no, on Daddy? No, no, So... You know the guy that plays the the dad in it? So Logan Roy is played by a Scottish actor, Brian Cox. And then one of his sons, probably the most prominent of the sons in it, is played by an actor called Jeremy Strong. He plays Kendall. But Jeremy Strong's like method, like hardcore method actor. There's this big viral article that came out about him so, last year in Vanity Fair. So he plays Kendall Roy. He's like... Which one is he now? He's not the oldest brother... He's like second oldest brother who's like really the main one that wants to be the successor. Um, Darren will pull up his photo there for you. Oh, yeah. Um, so he is him there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So like he, the main. Yeah, the main yeah. kind of guy. He goes full whole hog in and he won't speak to any cast or crew. He acts like he is Kendall Roy, fully embodies it because he mm. interned with Daniel Day-Lewis like years ago and he emulates the Daniel Day-Lewis like school of acting, which is hardcore method acting. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the other cast members kind of allude to the fact that like they don't get on with him because they don't oh. know him because he just goes on like that and they're not that way inclined. But the... The older actor, Brian Cox, that plays Logan Roy, yeah. has just like come out again saying, basically he was quoted saying, he was asked about Jeremy Strong's method acting, and he just goes, oh, it's effing annoying, don't get me going. Like, every time he's asked about it, he just like goes off on one about how obnoxious it is, and Brian Cox says, you know, he's worked... Um, he's played Shakespeare roles on stage and he's been in loads of different like TV shows and movies and he's never had to like go that deep into it. He's like, you can still have a cup of coffee with the cast and crew um, without losing your mind. And he's like, I'm actually worried about him. So I think that adds to their like tense relationship yeah. in the show as well. Cause they, have, like, they have a really, really messed up relationship. Um, but yeah, I just thought that was quite interesting and it's obviously, it's good PR for the new season coming out yes. as well, which I don't, he does, I don't think that's why he says these things, but like the media try to probe him to give out about Jeremy, I think. Mm-hmm. Mm. I must, um, I'd only watched the couple episodes of it, but I did actually enjoy it, so I must get back into it. Mm. Um, the quote that Pedro Pascal said was, daddy is a state of mind. Oh, <laughs> Well, he's owning it. And then I noticed as well, now that I got, I got Amazon Prime. Mm. 
to watch mm. Clarkson's Farm. Mm-hmm. So I've <laughs> widened my <laughs> streaming avenues. Um, but on Amazon Prime now, there's a film on it called The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent with Nicolas Cage and Pedro Pascal. Oh. 87% on Rotten Tomatoes. Right. I'd never even heard of it. Neither did I. It's an action comedy. Hmm. So it sounds really good. So that's on my list to watch maybe mm-hmm. this week. Hmm. Nicholas yeah. Cage hasn't seen haven't seen him in ages. No. Hmm. We watched remember that weird movie with him in it, Darren. What did you call oh, that one about the pig? Peg. Thing. Oh yeah, it was called oh. Peg. Pig. Yeah. It's brilliant. <laughs> it's brilliant. What's it about? <laughs> it's like you can't. Don't even look up what it's about. Just okay. watch it. That's the best thing to do. But it is just about a man and his pig. Oh. <laughs> it is brilliant. It's so weird. And Nic- Nic- Nicholas Cage, isn't it? It's, mm-hmm. like, it's like taken with a pig. <laughs> Darren just says it's like taken but with a pig. That <laughs> is what it's like. Okay, so I'm guessing the pig is kidnapped. Pignapped. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Pignapped. I don't even know where we watched that. I would pay 12 euro to watch that, but I don't think we had to pay. I think we paid like three quid to watch it. Um, right. Okay, I'd pay three euro to watch that. Yeah, I would do. That's good. Yeah. Pig. What was that film about the big giant pig? <laughs> you know, the one, it's like a, is it a Japanese film? I don't know. You know the film. Big this girl has a pet pig, but oh, it's a giant yeah. pig. It's like oh something. Ojka Oksha. Yeah. <laughs> was Kate Blanchett. Yeah, was we watched it? I fell asleep, but we did watch part of that. It is actually good. I wanted a giant pig after that. Mm. You know the people who want little pigs. Micro pig. A micro pig, yeah. Peppa pig. Oh. Oh my gosh, Clara loves Peppa at the moment. And Peppa's so cheeky and passive aggressive. <laughs> like she's Rude. really, really bold. But anyway. Um, Bringing up with George. <laughs> <laughs> so, World Wide Web. Okay, Have World you been Wide surfing Web. surfing the net? This is like the strangest thing ever, right? So, again... Usually when I end up in strange things. So I'd been out for a few drinks at the weekend, last weekend. And the next day I was having a cup of tea and I went browsing on Instagram and I went down this rabbit hole. But how's your geography skills? Awful. Okay, right. <laughs> Fair enough. So <laughs> I found this Instagram, it must have come up on Explore or something. So it's an Instagram page called Geography Challenges. Mm-hmm. That's just what the handle's called, Geography Challenges. They have 28.9 thousand followers. And basically it's this guy. I didn't know what I was watching really to begin with. But it's this guy and he's on kind of one side and then it shows his computer screen on the other side. But he's playing this game where like a picture of an area in the world comes up Mm -hmm. and he has to guess where it is. Just from a photo? In the world, yeah. Mm. Oh my yeah. God. 
So the name of the game, I'll go, I'll go into a little bit more detail. So the name of the game is called GeoGuessr. Mm-hmm. It is a browser-based geography game in which players guess locations from Google Street View imagery. The game features multiple game modes, including single player and multiplayer competitions. So it was launched in 2013, but it was like very, very small active players at that stage. But then when the pandemic hit, it like had a large influx of people oh, wanting to get going on it. Yeah. So as of July 2022, the game had 40 million player accounts. But like it is nuts watching this like and this is a legit thing they have these huge competitions across the world about it but like people are saying oh this has to be fake and how could you do this but like they're very passionate about what they do but the game has been described so this kind of summed it up the game has been described as an educational tool for geography players can learn and identify global geographical and cultural characteristics such as writing systems architecture driving practices flags Vehicle registration plates and flora. Like he mm. was, he knew where he was and some of it because he, like the color of the clay that he noticed. And then like he'd see, so there was another image then and it's like he's seen a city and he's seen that it was a coastal city and he's seen a sign that was like used, but he knew it was in a certain set of islands like and oh, it was just nuts like. That's cool. Yeah, it's quite niche, but... It's you can see how they've honed their very specific skills too. But he done a day in the life of a geoguesser as well, like, and he mm. is training and clicking, and it's exhausting. Looking. Gosh, geoguessers. Huh? Yeah, but the videos, like, I was completely sucked into the videos. I think mm. I watched nearly every one of them. I was like, this is amazing. That's mm. yeah, cool. It's cool. Like, matters. Some of those games became really popular through lockdown you know like yeah. wordle and i think if those. i wasn't working like probably would, would have been better into the, like the sims or something oh my god yeah i'd love to start playing the sims again mother load do you oh remember mother load the code it was like a cheat code oh no i never cheated i what earned every penny Don't well i think that says or... something about us in life doesn't actually <laughs> it says nothing <laughs> Uh, no, I didn't have a cheat code for The Sims. I used to cheat on get Grand Theft Auto all the time, but never The Sims, never had a code. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I wanted to do things book. right, you know, with my Sims. <laughs> I could imagine your Sims getting up Monday to Friday. They, yeah, they lived very straight line. Well, I was always murdering my Sims as well. Oh, how did you murder them? Like if you take away the ladder from the swimming pool... Oh yeah. Or if you like build them into a room with a fireplace and no door. Oh yeah. God you're okay. <laughs> <laughs> what is your Sims playing style say about you? I may have been a uh, like filthy rich and cheating people out of money, but I never murdered anyone, Marie. <laughs> <laughs> that was the best part. Oh, yeah, it was God. A good game. I loved the Sims. Or the the language in the Sims as well. <laughs> Yeah, they're like global, 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 blong. Oh, loved it, loved it, loved it. So, yeah, so that was one of those games. I don't think I'll play GeoGuessr because I think I'd be absolutely shite at it. Mm, you never know. You could surprise yourself. <laughs> but I wonder, are they well traveled? The ones who are really good at it. I don't think so. They're just doing their research, like on their yeah. phones and stuff on Google Maps, like yeah. It's crazy. Hmm. Crazy. Okay, well, 
Um, I was actually, well, I was speaking to a listener um, at a wedding we were at last week. So shout out to Miriam. Um, and Miriam was suggesting something for the podcast, which actually relates to my World Wide Web finding. Oh. So it was just kind of funny. So uh, Miriam was saying, oh, a segment that would be good in the podcast would be like um, anti-recommendations. So it's yes. like whenever you've tried something and it was crap or you didn't yeah. like it. She also wanted wants Darren to have a mic. She was strongly oh, lobby, sorry, I was lobbying for that. Told today as well. Somebody said that listens that they want Darren to have a mic. This is like a weekly occurrence. I bumped into a couple of people. Darren bumped into some listeners who said the same directly to him. Yeah. So we need to get on that. I can't be your voice, Darren. We're waiting until we're in the new <laughs> studio because yeah, it's easy. I'm sitting beside him, so like anytime he says anything, it's fine. Yeah, I, I can hear him, but no. So, <laughs> <laughs> so Miriam was just saying, yeah, like, and I was like, oh my god, absolutely, because we would kind of do that, and we would, I'd say, like, we would be quite honest if we tried something and we didn't I, I, like. I'll it. be honest with you, I think I'd have more to say that I didn't like than I do like. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, that's like a valid point, and then it brings me to an online trend at the minute on TikTok that's called de-influencing. Yes. So this is like a viral thing and there's over 160 million hashtags with the de-influencing hashtag. Mm -hmm. So I have a little bit of information about it, but it was kind of born from people like obviously people are just saying, you know, our money's more hard, hard earned than ever at the moment. Um, And it's kind of like there's these things that that are trendy or go viral, but are they actually worth the money? Um, so where is this little piece about de-influencing? It's the cost of living crisis, babes. Mm. <laughs> so why won't this open for me? But I did see that de-influencing. So could you say you want to be a de-influencer? Yeah. And that's what so Some people are launching careers as de-influencers. Like so it. my phone might die now, but the... Initial de-influencing videos began circulating in January of this year and they featured social media users talking about the viral products that they wouldn't recommend in order to discourage overconsumption. So basically it started from gamers and gamers were sharing which chairs, microphones and headsets they felt weren't worth the money. Dermatologists were telling users which skincare products to skip. They're the de-influencing videos that I love whenever people are like debunking trendy skincare stuff and telling you if it's good for you or not. Um, Sephora employees posting about the makeup products that aren't worth the hype. And wedding planners discussing de-influencing in the wedding industry. So high inflation and economic uncertainty have people exercising caution with their spending, which seems to have sparked the de-influencing culture. Interesting. Mm. Do you know what my one critique of all that is? Mm -hmm. I'm not really gone on the phrase Mm de-influencer. Doesn't really roll off the tongue. No, it's a tricky one to say. Would you not be better saying like (laughs) uninfluencer? (laughs) <laughs> well, you can coin a different term if you can like. I? It's not in the dictionary yet. De influencer. No, but there is like 160 million hashtags with it now. So 
<laughs> I don't know. <laughs> TV influencer, yeah. I actually did see a couple of things like that, but I didn't realize that it had gone so viral. Mm, that it was a thing. And I get, I kind of think too, like, I suppose you don't want to be negative all the time and you don't want to be slate. I wouldn't mind slating, like, you know, generic, big, like, large corporations. Because yeah. mm-hmm. obviously they can do with a bit of de influencing, but just wish you wouldn't want to be doing it to, like, small to medium entities who don't need the critique. Uh-huh. Unless I suppose their product is absolutely dire or dangerous. Well, my next, is that all your world would web? Tis. Because my recommendation, actually in turn, is kind of de-influencing. Oh, the synergy. (laughs) 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 So my recommendation is something I got for, a gift I got for Christmas. I don't think I hadn't even mentioned it to you. But have you seen on Instagram the Essence Vault? No. The Essence Vault? The Essence Vault. Nope. Okay, so it's like a UK-based website but it's all these different perfumes Mm -hmm. so it was actually lisa my cousin lisa she got a part as my of my secret santa Mm -hmm. gift and i had never heard of it and she says oh you know that that's the essence vault so the fragrance it's that la vie la vie de belle oh la vie espelle yeah yeah lancome yes you're french you're lancome me la vie de belle (laughs) (laughs) so um, it's unreal though And the amount of comments I got on it So is this dupes like? It's dupes Oh Yes So I, don't, I can't even think now how much they are Like they're under £20 mm-hmm. um, For the bottles But so decent like If mm. you want just a nice It's, it's again going back to the <laughs> Jennifer Lopez Jenny Glow Oh yeah um, Like, they're just good dupes if you don't want to be spending a fortune on a day-to-day perfume. Mm. So the Essence Vault, and they're on Instagram. Right, I wonder how they get away with it. Hmm? I wonder how they get away with it, like. I suppose because they're not naming the products. They're not naming it, so it's numbers. I can't remember now what the number of mine is. Is it 144 or 147 or whatever? Mm -hmm. But if you put it in, they'll tell you what the dupe is Mm -hmm. of. Mm -hmm. But... I wish somebody would do that with foundation foundation and like do you think you can actually get a proper dupe in foundation see with perfume i'm fine with it because you can just spray it onto like i won't never spray it onto direct skin mm. but like when you're spraying it onto your clothes and that as long as it's the odor ooh, the perfume mm-hmm. like at last it is last in power like yeah yeah i just find sometimes like there are certain foundations that are quite expensive and I wonder is it just you know like marketing and branding spend that you're paying for let's look into that let's there is some kind of a website though that I think tells you it's not really for finding dupes but it's like a color matching type website oh yeah it's like you could say because a lot of products now like Amy Connolly's second skin Mm. on her website she has a whole section that, like, whatever shade you wore in, like, say, Estee Lauder, mm-hmm. double wear, she gives you the equivalent in yeah. her range. Oh, that's clever. Yeah. Sculpted website is out of this world. It's so good. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. um, I, my favorite foundation um, is, like, for nights out and weddings, is the Urban Decay Naked. Uh-huh. And it seems to be going off the market. What? 
you can't get it for love nor money at the minute or you can just get random shades but like there's like I've been trying for ages now to get it on different websites and it's out of stock like my shade and all the like popular shades are out of stock like it just seems like they're taking it out of circulation which is devastating oh maybe they are so if anybody knows of a dupe for that, let me know. Let's look into that. I've only a tiny draw. I'll get one more wedding out of it. I think the bottle I have. And would you keep it just for weddings? Yeah, because well, I don't, I don't really get out much other than that. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> Says the doll that hardly can paint on an eyebrow. Going into work like I just couldn't be. Yeah, well, like that's well, sure you look great without makeup, but I would oh, wear foundation thanks. every day. Well, like I wouldn't be wearing good foundation every day. I probably should wear foundation. I just <laughs> why bother for my own self esteem, Marie. Okay, well, yeah. do not frighten me. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's a very good recommendation. Or yeah, the essence vault. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really have that many recommendations. <laughs> One I just thought of from earlier was the garlic mayo. You enjoyed for fellow fellow garlic mayonnaise lovers, the Eddie Rockets garlic mayonnaise that you get in the shops, like you get it in Centra, is divine as garlic mayonnaise goes. It's Mm -hmm. the best out there at the moment. Do you ever make your own garlic mayonnaise? No. It's very easy. Mm. Apparently. (laughs) (laughs) No, never have. The garlickier, the better. Mm -hmm. I love garlic. Um, and then, oh, I'm reading a good book at the moment, so I just thought I'd mention it. Is this book here? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I'm nearly finished, and it's Jojo Moyes. So she also wrote um, The Best of Me, if you've ever read that or seen the movie. Very good, very no, sad movie. The Best of Me, I've heard of it. Isn't that what it's called? The Best of Me. Wonder Darren or Trisha Funny, yeah, you could Google it. that. Uh, and then I'll tell you a wee bit about the movie and you m- it might trigger a memory because it's good. So this book is... Me Before You? Oh, Me Before You, that was it. And I was thinking that Yeah, Me Before You. Actually. Have you seen that? Yeah, with what you call her? From Game of Thrones. Yeah. Um Yeah, Jojo Moy's new book is called Someone Else's Shoes. And if it's just if you're looking for something kind of light... Um, and if you've watched me before you or read it, uh, you'll really like this one. So I would recommend it. Excellent. I'll add it to the list. Mm-hmm. Not that, yeah. Um, so that's all the recommendations. So trivia, mm-hmm. like I'm going to say something now. I'm probably going to sound like really stupid. <laughs> so I was going to mention... <laughs> <laughs> Darts and stitches. Um, so the Glen Bear, in which we are across from at the minute, yes, they were mentioned in the Michelin, the Michelin Guide. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know if you've seen what they wrote on. I actually downloaded the Michelin app today. Oh. I was just nosing at it. It actually is quite, quite funky. Mm-hmm. But there's the lemon tree in Letterkenny, and then there's the Glen Bear down here. But it's like. Oh, was the lemon tree mentioned as well? Yeah. Oh. But there's actually not that many mentioned, so it's qu- quite an honour. Mm-hmm. But on the app it says, this remote inn dates from the 1760s and is somewhat mo- and its somewhat modest facade 
gives a little indication as to the charm and character that lies within. The bar is always filled with locals and the large dining room plays host to a set menu which boasts plenty of fish and shellfish from nearby shores, including local oysters and house-smoked salmon, while the fermented potato bread gets things off to a great start. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just a nice little write-up. But that's anyway. great. So, like, this is the thing that's going to make me sound stupid now. Like, I never copped on that, like, Michelin star was, like, Michelin tires. I didn't know. Maybe <laughs> connection. Darren, did you know they were connected? Yeah, well, I, I've read a little bit now. But now I I heard it like maybe, I don't know, last year, but I never connected through because you know the way you hear like Michelin stars. Mm-hmm. But it's like the Michelin man, like mm. the big white fella. Yeah. So it's two brothers. They had the company for the tire company, mm-hmm. but it was in like 1900. They set up the Michelin guide, but it was like this little guide that they'd get people to drive around and visit Oh, different places where you eat and that, yeah. Oh. And I thought the more travelling people are doing, the more tires will go through. That is such a good idea. Okay, you're kind of a bit late on the ball there. Oh my God. It's been done, right? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Can I always reinvent the wheel? Oh. <laughs> uh, that is so clever, though, retrospectively. <laughs> but then, yeah. Like, so that's where it came from. And there was a whole lot of interest. Like, I I could have done a full episode on... The Michelin The Michelin, Michelin, Michelin cars. Because, what else was I reading then? It was saying about when the criteria considered by Michelin inspectors. It says quality of product, mastery of flavour and cooking, personality of chef in cuisine. Mm-hmm. The dollar value or the euro value, whatever. And then the consistency between visits. Oh, right. So they're going to have to do another visit. That's like an Emily in Paris, remember? Oh, yes. Remember your man's girlfriend was a Michelin reviewer. Oh, that's right. She'd go back a few times. She did. A few times before she she made the decision. She was very well impressed with Gabriel's. Yeah. So... So the old Glen Bar in. could be getting their star. Well, I don't know what way it works, but it's very interesting, I thought. Yeah, it's great. Like, Glen is getting such good publicity regularly. It's just amazing. Like, and if people who don't have never been to the old Glen Bar and restaurant, it's, it's, well, it's here where we're recording basically across the road, but it's just nestled in relatively like such a remote area. There's no mm-hmm. other amenities near it for. How many miles either side? Like, like how that's close, the charm of it. How right? close is Mickey Joe's to here? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's like it's not as if it's you know on this like busy little street full of hospitality. It's just like actually a hidden gem, quite literally. I think that's what adds to its character. Yeah, yeah, it's class. And there's an article in Food and Wine magazine. Did you see that? No. <laughs> And the funny part about it, it was like the headline was something like um, Irish food. The best of Irish food is hidden in rural pubs or Mm -hmm. something. And then the thumbnail image was like um, the proprietor of Glen Bar, Angus (laughs) Hawhey, the owner of the Glen restaurant, 
Cormac Walsh and Dad just planted in the middle of the three <laughs> I did of them. Because I looked at him and I was like, is that, is that, is that Dominic Shields? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was laughing so much. Was like he a, looks like the mastermind behind it all. Yeah. <laughs> really so, yeah, I thought that was quite funny. Mm-hmm. It was a good article too, that one. Yes, I did see that now that you remind me of your father's picture. Yeah. <laughs> so that's all the crack. That is all the crack. So um, thanks again to our sponsor, Donegal Map. Um, we shall chat to you all next week. Bye. Bye-bye.